This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Is passenger train service between Twin Cities and Duluth really happening? So how close would that get to your hometown, your old hometown? Duluth, uh, about an hour and ten minutes. But I mean, uh, the train going up there... Would it have to go further up to get to where you're from? Yeah, it would, have to, it would yeah. have to go past Duluth. Yeah. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what I thought. Mm-hmm. And about how, you said about an hour? Hour 10, yeah. Hour and 10, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this, now again, I did this with my family like 40 years ago. Took them all up uh, for Christmas. And the great thing about it is, and I hope it does happen again, that all the way up there you see Christmas lights and Christmas trees and all that stuff going it's up there. so fun. It's just beautiful. You know, maybe a little snow might be falling, whatever. You get up there. I, I love Duluth anyway. Just mm-hmm. love that town. Yeah. <clears throat> Great town. Except that damn golf course is too hard. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. And this did happen, and I'm not pulling your tit on this one. We're at the top of the hill, because part of the golf course is on top of the hill, and then they go down to the... I can't even the, imagine where it is in Duluth. Will you give me an idea of where it is in Duluth? What was that mansion again, though? The, the Congdon Man. Con- Glen Sheen. Yeah, there you go. It's right, it's right across the street from that, or if not right across the street, okay. just a couple of blocks Perfect. away. Perfect. So kind of more on the east side of mm-hmm. Duluth. Yeah, I okay. think that's right. Okay. Yeah, because it's over toward Wisconsin. Yes, yeah, yeah. Absolutely right. Um, no, I forgot what I was going to say. What the you're telling me about, about the hill. I'm sorry. I just wanted an idea. No, no, where no, no. I understand. Um, but you're at the top of the hill, and it's magnificent. It's like 72 degrees up there, a little bit of sunshine. You're like, oh, my God, this is great. Then you have to go down the hill. It's probably about a 80 to 100-foot drop down the hill. Mm-hmm. You, know, you wind down. That sounds like a horrible. And by the time you get to the bottom of the hill, it's like 52 degrees. Oh, like, I know. What? Yeah. What the hell happened? My mom, because she'll spend Florida, she was winter in Florida, and then she'll always say, you guys are so lucky you get to wear layers. And I feel like we get to say that to Duluth year-round. Yeah, that's You're true. You're so lucky. You get to wear sure. so many fun fashions all in one day. Love that town. Tank top to sweater to full-on wind jacket <laughs> to, like, that's true in Duluth. big stocking hat. I mean, it's it can be... So hot on the hill and freezing down by that lake. The scenic's still open, isn't it, on the way to Two Harbors? Mm. The Scenic Cafe. It used to be called the New Scenic. I don't know. Really good, man. That's where I just asked me to marry him is over in Two Harbors um, on a hike. Was he drunk? He was wasted. I knew it. Typical. Hey, we're going to get married. He was so sober. We'd been so sober for so long at that point. (laughs) So every time we talk about the worst mistakes he's made, he was very sober. New Scenic Cafe opens 12 p.m. on Wednesday. Love it. Whoa. Love it. Oh, it's still called the New Scenic? The New Scenic Cafe. Because somebody told me they were going to drop the new part because it's been there for years. But I like the I like New Scenic. That oh, works for me. When you're saying it was open, it's just that's just its schedule. It's not just happens to be reopening or something, right? Uh, no, they say, yeah, it's a new scenic cafe. That's the actual name of it. That's what the sign No, says, but yeah. you're, you, when you were saying the time, I thought you were going, wow, there's a reopening, but it's just that's oh, the normal schedule. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. There's a <laughs> I was lot. like, what a coincidence. Yeah, this is <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> the old one like, shut down, but the got new it, one opened Wednesday. Yeah. I thought this the was old like, one did shut down? No, 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 no. We're oh, just kidding. Yeah. okay, thank but, yeah, God. But that's that the, that, because the tourists all split on Monday and Tuesday. They don't start coming back until Wednesday, so that's why they opened up That makes sense. No, and I was just thought it was a huge coincidence that you found an article that it's ready to open yeah. this Wednesday when we're talking about it. Tommy Boy, many years ago, went for a little, Catherine and I were up in Duluth just having a wonderful time, so I decided, you know, she gets up a couple hours after I do, because that's when I was at the queue, so I was getting up at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. So even when you're on vacation, you wake up at four, four thirty. It's just terrible. It is. Yep. Yeah. So I said, well, I'll just go for a long bike ride, no big deal. Now, you have to understand, it's five o'clock in the morning. Like, what is it? The twentieth and in two weeks is the the sunshiniest early early sunshine mm-hmm. of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's like five thirty, five fifteen in the morning, and it's light out. So I figured I'll just go for a bike ride. Now at five fifteen in the morning, nothing is open. No, particularly on a Sunday. I'm riding along. I get uh, all the way up there, get a flat tire. <gasps> I literally had to walk it all the way back. It took me, honest to God, like four hours to walk back. Don't Jesus! Don't you get to a point if you're a hardcore biker that you have one of those tubes with you all the time? Yeah, if you're if you're big into it, that's well. It would have been smart for me to do that up there. I'll tell you that. I just never have ever hit that point. And when I was biking a bunch when I lived in Minneapolis, it was always short distances Mm -hmm. here and there. And I figure I just never got to a point of going. 
I should carry that around. But I have yeah. been. I've had gotten yeah. flats and either walked home or had somebody pick me up. Ugh, I hate it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I know. Speaking of Duluth, the legislature just set aside $195 million for the route, but a few more things need to fall into place. Passenger train service between Twin Cities and Duluth isn't really happening. Why do they need $200 million to get this to happen? Why? It just seems these numbers don't seem real at all. They don't. Well, California tried to build a high-speed rail from L.A. to San Francisco for a billion dollars. Yep. They have spent $4 billion, yep. and nothing has been made. Well, it's, it's like the, our, our system here with the light rail out, out in her Eden Prairie. Oh, yeah. don't even get What's me started. 15, 20 years now they've been working Oh, on. don't even get me started. And then we got we found it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And it's it's got, like, the way they built it has the side of it, has this, like, um, pattern to it. And it honestly, they they've... They made that area look so much better with it. And how rare is that for you to mm-hmm. say you've added a line of traffic in some aspect? It's so beautiful. And we found out after everything, they built that thing so quick in Eden Prairie. Mm-hmm. And then it's just connected to nothing. And they go, oh, well, yep. we'll connect it maybe, maybe 2027. We'll, yeah, we had right. some hiccups, so we're going to just wait. <laughs> so I always just have this thing just sitting there. Eventually the raccoons will take over. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Whatever. Do you think that one right there in the middle of Hopkins, that's a good look from 169, isn't it? I know. A bridge to nowhere. I know. What the hell is that now? That's been sitting like that for years. I was really banking on taking the light rail to Taylor Swift, uh, and I don't think that's going to pan out for me. Well, in 2029. Yes, yes. When, when she's doing her, uh, uh, her final tours, I'll, fi- yeah. I'll get to go. My retirement. Who, who is that Taylor Swift? I've never seen her. I heard she's really good, though. I've seen her... Uh, last year was Reputation. I watched that. It was amazing. I'm so excited. I'm really excited for this one because it's just the first big concert I've gone to in a long time. And it just feels feels like we're, we've are we been waiting for her to do this because she has four albums. We're, and the vibe is going to be super fun. Where is she playing? Um, uh, U.S. Bank Stadium. Oh, she's playing U.S. Bank. Jesus. And... Rudy sent me a picture over the weekend of his daughter and his sister and, and their, their niece. They make friendship bracelets, and you trade them there. Mm, okay. So you just make these out of beads and mm-hmm. whatever. And so mm-hmm. we did a bunch. Me and the, a bunch of neighbor girls were making them at my house. And it's just like this buildup is so fun. And it's, I don't know, man. I'm so excited. No, just, those those shows are great. The, yeah. the last big one I went to, not as big as U.S. Bank Stadium, but it was at XL Energy Center. Yeah. I saw Adele there. Oh. Yeah. Holy God, can that woman sing. And I heard her. She likes to drink, smoke, and swear, too. I was going to say, I heard her in between the songs is magnificent. Oh, it is. It's phenomenal. You know, you sons of bitches. I mean, hey, leave me alone. Siri, mind your business. Um, I hate that wife. Why did your watch do that? She's one nosy bitch. I agree. Um, I saw Chappelle at First Avenue, and it was chain-smoking. Like, he never... It, he did. He never didn't have a cigarette. It yeah. was constant, and it was just wild because you know you go to so many First Ave concerts and nobody can smoke, but he's oh, up sure. there just one right after the other. And this was like, oh gosh, like 2017 or something. I saw him at the Varsity a couple months back, and he was chain smoking. Yeah, was he still? Yeah, yeah. I had, boy, that's not good. And I sat front row, and he took one of his cigarettes and he put it out with his foot. And after the show, they have like a line of security at the stage. And I asked the security guard, I'm like, hey, man, can you turn around and grab that cigarette butt for me? No, you didn't. I swear to God. And the guy went to go reach for it, and the head of security was like, hey, no. I was like, it, what's the difference? What was, were you going to do with it, Rudy? It's a cigarette. I was going to put it in a little like glass case you and stick it on my mantle. are so weird. No. That is mean? weird. Yes, it's, is that weird or not? No, no, no. If you could say, I've got Chappelle's butt in a jar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. That is so weird. I don't know. And it's weird that security cared, too. Like, there's so many, like, this is garbage. Yeah. We are talking about literal garbage. I'm telling you, that's a perfect example. You match it up with this phony deal with Will Smith and Chris Rock. You still think you that's You couldn't fake? even get a cigarette butt, but somehow he could just wander up on stage and punch somebody. You still think that's fake, that don't you? It was all fake. I don't think that's fake. I do. I, it was 100% fake. Nobody got hurt, and he full-on punched his ass. Or did he slap him? He slapped him. But he his, slapped him. I mean, Head slap, though. Will Smith has got some boxing background doing yep. Ali. Yep. And he's, a, he's a fighter, you know? Yep. I still think that was all bullshit. I, I really know you do. do. I, I for a while I feel like we, me and Kristen, had you convinced that it wasn't. But well, he didn't even duck. I think it was just shock, man. The things that happened. If somebody, 
if a guy's ch- coming at you and he raises his hand, you got to duck, don't you? I mean, I how I don't know. I would think so, but I, I when that's one of your idols, one of your best friends, and you're well, like maybe they weren't best friends. Well, they are. They were pretty good friends at yeah. one time. Yeah. I don't think you think that that person's gonna strike you. You ever been sucker punched? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You have too. Oh, yeah. By well, me? <laughs> right? I hope You not. didn't just punch me in the back, but it was felt like, okay. <laughs> didn't a dude punch you? Yeah, a guy what? punched me. Yeah, at Where? the library. Um, the library? No, the bar, the library. Oh, I was going to say. In Dinky Town. Punched at the I library. was arguing with his girlfriend. I don't even know what and it was he about. punched you. And he was behind her and just punched me. In I the was. Face. Yeah, I was black. I mean, I went Jesus. everything with foomp. And then, like, slowly came back. And I was like, we got to go. My friends are like, one more ass? drink? And I was like, I got to go. <laughs> Did you you should have beat him up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You should have. Step one. You could take most roided guys. Roided out. I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh, was, he was roided out? No, I'm saying, how am I going to beat up a, a man beat up my most age? Men. I could, I, there's, I, in my mind I could, but when actuality <laughs> comes down. I, no, I think you could. Oh, my God, it was terrible. And I was not by any means... Full, my sensories were not at a hundred percent. I was yeah. wasted, but and thank God I was wasted because I bet that hurt. Yeah. I woke up coming? with a no because he was behind her. I oh woke up kind of like you know a little staggered to the uh, right, and he just went behind. Went boom. I woke up with a huge black eye, and I had to go to this weird. My mom was hosting this like ladies who lunch brunch thing. It was like springy vibe. We had hats and everything. I just show up there. My mom, every time I was like, I fell down these, <laughs> these little risers, these little stairs I was going down. She was like, don't look at, don't talk to me. Go in the other room. Every time I was in a room with her, she's like, go in the other room. And I was like, yes, mother. There is kind of a part of me now, that I know this is going to sound terrible, but there's a part of me now that wishes that the girl you were arguing with, that guy ended up putting one on her one night. <laughs> like, didn't you see this coming? I, I, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I hope that, that. If he could hit a stranger. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. And that's yes. why you go, oh, that's a scary guy. Yeah. Thank God our lives were just passing ships in the night yeah. that he just got a good swing in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's for sure hitting women. I mean. Yeah. I've told you before, I've got 100% proof I've never hit Catherine. Yeah. Because I'm still alive. I think it's that pulse you still have <laughs> yeah. in your neck. I still have a pulse, so I that know that I've never. you out in the. Oh, God. Never fall asleep, Tom. I had a boyfriend once. <laughs> Gosh, he was, I mean, we were both not in a great stage of our lives, but I remember we were, I was talking, and to intimidate me, he punched the wall right in front of me. Oh, God. And I was like, okay, as soon as he's going to leave, like, do I A, plan his, like, absolute death? I mean, we never talk to him again. But it was one of those moments I was like, oh, this turns into something more. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it felt so obvious. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's testing the waters. And I so would, boyfriend's a Larry. Oh, for sure. Good God. Eventually. What is that? I mean, I think that was one of the things I was like, okay. That's your intimidate. I've never, and this is early on in my dating, so I don't even know if I could call him boyfriend formally, but he was like, we were arguing whatever, and it was about four inches from my face, punched the wall. So he's like willing to hurt himself Jesus. to prove a point. And I was standing there, and my mind was, don't show any weakness. Of course, I was back. Right. I was like, acted like it was no big deal. He left, locked that door. I was like, I will never talk to that person ever did, again. Did you? Never. Good move. No. Oh wow. my God. Good move. Oh my God. No, never. If you go back and watch the YouTube uh, episode, you can see that when we bring these up, I get super squirmy. Yeah. Because I I, I oh, saw yeah. this so much when I was growing up. I watched yeah. a, I've watched a family member of mine, Ugh. him and his wife, get in a fist fight in our front yard, <laughs> and the whole time they were throwing punches at each other. He was saying, "See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya." <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry to laugh. Okay. It's the it was like the funniest thing I've ever seen, but at the same, I mean, they were that's insane haymakers at each other, a husband and wife. That's insane. It was it blew my mind that I was watching this, and one of my best friends was with me. We were like. 17, 8 years. See, and he's would, like, I'm only we... laughing because it's so inappropriately yes. crazy. What? Why are you saying some catchphrase as you try to punch your wife why in the face? The, yeah. He goes, should we stop this? I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, we were 17, 18 years old. These were people in, like, their upper 30s, low 40s, and just throwing fists at each other. I mean, it, it's wild. You look back, you can tell. I mean, it's one of those things where if you're lucky enough where – the. Those abusive men, they don't just start by, I'm going to punch you in the face. It's like a testing, feeling sure. it out. I mean, I dated a guy who was just, we, we were in an argument and just started driving insane on the highway. 
And I was, I look back and go, oh, he was testing me. Yeah. Oh, he was testing that if yeah. I'll take this in, you know, a couple of weeks when Eric's fight, he's going to next level it. it yeah, yeah. It's always that way. It's such a slippery slope, too. And if, if it's done well, and that's why I go, any women who are in abusive relationships, they're not idiots. It's something that can happen to anybody. Sure. It's this little, like, I'm testing you. We're going to first get, I'm going to get kind of verbal, maybe throw your stuff, maybe throw my stuff, things like that. And then it, it just, you just get there, you know? I don't understand how you hit somebody a lot smaller than you anyway. I've never understood that. Yeah. Why would I want to punch somebody who's a lot smaller than me? Because punching somebody who's bigger is a bad idea, too. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of fun, man. You can rock out. It's wild how when your life gets so much calmer and the things I would never deal with, and back then you go, eh. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I, yeah. I'm so lucky that most of the time I was like, oh, hell no. You're, you're crazier than me. Get out. Like, once I get out of this car, I'm never getting back in this car again. <laughs> I, I really don't understand that. Hitting little kids and hitting women and hitting, it's like, what, what are you doing? I know. Like, Jesus, pal. But, you know, as Rudy said, I saw a lot of it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I'm so sensitive to it. Sure. Because uh, there, there was that one neighbor I told you about before. He used to take his kids in the middle of the street and beat the piss out of them so everybody could watch. Mm. It's like, thanks, Dad. I feel really great about that. That's so sad. How sick is that? Not only am I going to kick your ass, I'm going to do it in front of everybody and embarrass the piss out of you. Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't, it's, it's, again, well, these are one of those conversations we go, our, hopefully our brains don't allow us to understand it. Right. Yeah, the, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. It just calm down and relax. I don't know if that works. Calm down and relax. Just telling work. people to calm down and relax. Yeah. I don't know if that's ever worked in the history of ever. Well, you could do the Christopher Walken thing. Calm down or I will do some damage you won't walk away from. <laughs> that, that's a better way to go about it, isn't it? Yeah, I think I don't I don't know if that'll work, but I say we try it next time one of us gets hypey. By the way, I wasn't even trying to do an impression of him because, you know, Craig was... Gass nails it. He nails that impression. Yes, he does. Better than anybody. Yes, he does. The Christopher Walken coming out of uh, uh, Craig Gass's yapper. Yeah. Pretty damn good. Yeah, he's good. U.S. Representative Jim Overstar gathered a small group in his Chisholm office uh, in 2002 to discuss plans for passenger rail service between Duluth and the Twin Cities. Why did they ever stop it? Because they used to have it like back in the 1970s, I guess it would have been. Okay, so in this world that we currently live in, there is, if it already existed, there's already tracks going straight yes. there, right? right? So why is it so crazy and expensive to get this going again? Well, here you go. Northern Lights Express, NLX, expected to make four daily trips, hinges on securing $800 million in federal funding and the cooperation of railroad owner BNSF Railway and likely Amtrak. Is this ever going to happen? That's a lot of hoops to jump through, man. Well, one nice thing about Minnesota is that compared to other states, I feel like we do get things done. I hope so. Yeah, when it comes to projects like this, even the stuff we don't want, I feel like we get it done, you know? (laughs) Well, Minnesota leaders can spend our money better than any other state in the United States, man. They can spend some money. Mm -hmm. Jesus. And normally, I mean, I'd say besides this Eden Prairie Light Rail little hiccup, I'm going to call it that because I'm being nice, but like, remember when they were building it through St. Paul and University? They were, yeah. Commi- they were going yeah. like, it that was happening. And mm-hmm. well, Minneapolis was like, we got to get this crime out of here somehow. <laughs> so let's build Thank a God. fast track we'll wrap all it the up way to St. Paul. In a pretty bow. And that's exactly what happened because Lower Town St. Paul is not what it used to be. And it was not great in the first place. I was going to say, not, I don't no. have these memories going, running around Lower Town. <laughs> I loved it, though. I did it love it. It's beautiful. And I honestly, when there's events there, it's yep. gorgeous, and there's a lot. But for some reason, there's some disconnect that's never made it, like, happen. Yeah. Like, downtown Minneapolis, when I was in my 20s, that was walking. You walk around at 2 a.m. after bar closed. There's people everywhere. Felt super fun and, you know, safe. And I wouldn't say that it falls in that realm now, but it did when I was in my 20s. And Lower Town never, we never seemed, there's some, maybe it's spread mm-hmm. out too much or something. I don't know. What about the Blue Saloon? Is that still open? Mm-hmm. God, I used to go to the Blue Saloon all the time down there. And it was, so, it had a very narrow stair. So you guys have never been there? No. There's a, there's a performance room up on the second floor. There's a bar on the first floor. And then the, there's places for bands and I don't I don't think they ever had comedians. Maybe they did have comedians here. I don't know. But uh, it was called the Blues Saloon. 
On and Rice Street. Yeah. On Rice Street. Yeah, still there. Oh, thank God. There is a very, very narrow sta- stairway to go up to the second floor from the first floor. Uh-huh. And I brought a friend of mine over there who was a dazzling suburbanite. Uh-huh. And I said, you just kind of have to keep to yourself a little bit. I mean, you could talk to people and be nice to people, but don't get too overly talkative because people don't like that. You know, like certain inner city people don't like that. So we're going up the stairs and this very large man is coming down the stairs. And I look at my friend and just as we, because we had to turn sideways to get by each other, right? You had to turn your shoulder sideways to get by one another. And as he's going in front of this very large man, he said, thanks, my brother. I went, oh, God, no. <laughs> this guy looked at me and said, you better tell this son, but you get the hell away from me. I said, I got it, pal. I'll get him out of here today. Because for some reason, I, I didn't know the guy, but I must have had that look on my face like, oh, God, I wish you hadn't said that. <laughs> the guy wanted to just kick his ass. And I'm like, okay, really? settle down. Everything will be good. Don't worry about it. We have to take a break. We already took a break, didn't we? We did not. We got to take one here. I just wanted to make sure because I keep forgetting. Because when Chris Eggert's coming on, I'm so dazzled by the So excited. It's like he's almost like he's wearing a blazer of some sort over a Mm T-shirt ready to work. Yeah, there's no question about it. Okay. So we'll take a break, and we will be right back with the lovely and talented Chris Eggert. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. If you've never been in an auto accident, it's hard to know what to expect from the insurance adjuster. Here are some tips. One, if they talk to you about whether or not you should hire a lawyer, it's a good sign that you probably should. Two, it's illegal for them to give you any legal advice. They aren't lawyers and they aren't licensed to practice law. Three, if they tell you that everyone involved in the accident is at fault, they're wrong. This comes from the belief that you're at fault for just being on the road. That's nonsense and not supported by any law. Finally, remember that friendly adjusters are often just gaining information. They want you to do most of the talking so they can file their report. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. There's a guy named Tom Cross who likes to do kite things. Tom takes the phrase, go fly a kite to an extreme, and for years goes all over the country in search of great kite flying events. Lincoln City, Oregon comes to mind with Chinook winds and seven miles of pristine beach that draws folks from all over North America for the best kite flying conditions in the world. Tom brings a little Minnesota with him when he goes to Lincoln City in his new Forest River RV Rockwood Rue, 19 expandable trailer, of course, that he hauls from Niemeyer Trailer Sales in Albertville and Elko Newmarket, Minnesota. Niemeyer Trailer Sales is the only place Tom would prepare his next kite flight. Solar panels, full bath, exterior griddle, double door refrigerator, queen beds, and sleeps six every night in the RV Rockwood from the place that is your family-owned guide to RV trailers and truck accessories since 1965. This is Tom. Visit my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales and take your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Go to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at TomBernardShow.com. As a golf passport cardholder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to TomBernardShow.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. TomBernardShow.com. Keyword, passport. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, all dolled up and no place to go. Here's Chris Hager. Oh, I'm not dolled up. It, I'm sorry. This jacket t-shirt thing looks stupid, but Megan and I have like the same exact shirt on today, so I had to change clothes. <laughs> you look very vice. That's all I'm going to say. Like Miami I, vice? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Roll yeah, the sleeves yeah. up. Is it bad? Because I'll, I'll use no. you guys as a focus group. Because no, like, Oh, it looks good. Step back. Let me look at the whole outfit. Let me see. They got the Minnesota, the ore thing going on here. You're right. That looks like shit. I, do you have a, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think, oh, I think it's okay. I think it's okay. 
It's fine. Just kidding. It looks like you're having heart surgery, though. Because there's a big X right over your heart. <laughs> I just, it feels like, this an, feels like this you a, woke up somewhere and acquired a jacket. That's all I'm going to say. Like, it doesn't. I agree. Hung over. I okay. agree. Okay. It does look like that. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, so what's going to happen is if anybody, uh, uh, after your show's over, of course, um, if they happen to catch our show on the website, uh, if you're wondering why I look like I have an old woman blouse on, uh, it'll be. <laughs> and Megan and I will look like Walt Disney vomited all over your television screen. So I that'll be it. interesting. Uh, how was the graduation it. party? It was good, Rudy. It was awesome to be able to hang with you for a little bit. Yeah. Your son is what a remarkable young man he is. Well, I, I'm not sure about all that, but... Um. <laughs> I like that you talk shit about your kids, because I do it, too. I love it. Was uh, Dakota exhausted at the end of the day, because it's just so many people? It's it's fun. He was fine. It was my daughter who was the one. She was funny. She was like... Uh, she was like, I had to go through all the graduation stuff, and I didn't even get any cards with any money. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I got to Chris's house, though, and there was like a relative that was just like camping on the uh, on the couch, and I'm like, what's up with the uh, person inside? And Chris is like, there's so many people here. I have no what idea who that is. What do you want from me? I'm working every room. I'm exhausted. Did you, no, did you get an invitation? Because I didn't. Um, I, I kind of invited our, we, me and Rudy invited ourselves. Oh, you did? Okay. I uh, had to work at my talk, so I didn't get done until, you know, the party was almost over. Okay. So I, I didn't head over. But um, again, Chris was a little intimidated to send you an invite. Why? You just, uh, You're stupid. No. Well, and then there's the rejection too. <laughs> That's you know, like painful. I, I, I would have come. Well, I, I didn't want you. You should not have to feel obligated. To, I didn't you know. feel. I've known you for how many years now? At least six, mm-hmm. seven years, ten years. Yeah, yeah. I am not gonna. I must have a bad reputation. No. No, 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 I, no. I understand where Chris is coming from. For a while, I found myself being like, this is too silly to invite Tom. This is, but now I invite you to anything because why not? Because I never come anyway. It was, I'd say you come 50-50. <laughs> or you'll send Alex in your place with, yeah, a, with a big go. check. Although when, you, I, yeah. when I signed the card over to Dakota, it said, Dakota, congratulations. By the way, I'm paying for all of your college. Signed, Tom Bernard. There you go. That's absolutely right. That was very generous of you, Tommy. Thank you. I'm glad you just brought that up because I wanted to ask Chris this anyway, and this is a nice segue. Many, many, many people, like around Brittany's age, are not going to college or didn't go to college anymore. They're finding they can go to trade schools and make more money than if they went to college. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. So you guys knew about this. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, yeah. Uh, one of my best friends from high school, Bob, uh, everybody was going to college. Bob's like, I'm going to go out and be an electrician. Right. And right. he went out, became an electrician. By the time he was 23, he was, he was a half partner in a company that he had moved to North Dakota for. He sold that company, started another uh, electrician's yeah, business, yep. and then on top of that, bought two businesses in Fargo from the money that he made being an electrician. That's amazing. Yeah, yes. Yeah. There was a guy like that on national television, almost the, almost the same story, that he said, I went, and, and they, don't you go for like 18 months or something? Electrician, two years. Yeah, two it's years. two years, yeah. okay. Yeah, Because some of them are 18 months, some are two years, all the rest of it. They make a ton of money coming out because nobody wants to do it. Yeah. So and they will be now, of course, when they find out they don't have to go for four years and get hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And I still want to ask the question: There's two trillion dollars in college debt. Well, it's not my debt. I didn't go to college. Why should I? Hell, should I pay for your college? Right? That's right. a ridiculous position. Why should we pay for someone else's college? No, no. I I hear you. There's like institutional problems with oh, the whole no situation doubt. and absolutely and there absolutely. has to be something figured out where i mean if you look at the rising cost of college there my, my mom always talks about well i used to work all summer to pay for my college i go right. mom that's not unless i get a like a hundred thousand dollar casual summer yeah. job yeah. what well. are you talking i don't think lifeguarding pays that much anymore Wait, mom your mother and i about the same age right yeah, well, she's uh, she would be irate if I said that because she was. So don't count- say. Don't she's, say. She, no, she's she's sixty-seven. That's my IQ. So just, we just matched right up. But as a woman, she doesn't go, even laugh at that. She just goes, "Yeah, I know." I agree. You have this. I know. I know. Look on your face. Well, we I used to be ninety-two. So has it gone down? 
Yes, absolutely. It has from working there. As a matter of fact, that's why it went down. But no, I, I, I in, in 1969, I guess it would have been, I tried to go to college. I went to, to one class one time and quit. And it was only, if I believe, I don't know if it was a semester, the whole damn year was like $900. And that's now, I don't know how many tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. That's probably one hour in the classroom. <laughs> that's about it now. Yeah, exactly. Now, our college system is deeply damaged right now. I mean, you got some of these. First of all, stop shoving your personal pol- politics and views on my kid. Why don't you just teach a class and shut the hell up? How about that? Right? I think, I think that there's a lot of that that goes on. And I also think that academia is very good at making sure other academia is supported. And I think it's a whole, you know, um, it's a good job to get. They get paid pretty well. Um, I I just, I I definitely think there's, I'm not an expert at it, but I definitely think that there's things that could be looked at there because the amount amount that people are paying is pretty ridiculous. And I feel like there's a very, most of these institutions are very top heavy. What what's the number again that Harvard has in the bank? They, they and this is cash in the bank. It's billions of dollars, and nobody cares. Why aren't you using that billions of dollars to to educate people who might need your help? Why do we have to help them when you got all that money, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, I that's exactly it. exactly the point. So yeah, I wanted to uh, somebody check out or I'll check it out. How, how many billions of dollars Harvard has? Uh, okay. Disgusting. The endowment, right? What we're talking about endowment. Yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. Cause Howard, how Harvard university with a 50.9 billion endowment as of 2022, <laughs> $51 billion. Good God. Okay. Well, come on, kick in some dough, Brittany. Let's go. It's relatable. It's all about money. I don't care if it's big business, big college, big whatever. It's all about money. Doesn't that suck? That's terrible. What are you going to do? Anyway, so what else is happening in the news? Any good Nothing. stuff? Uh, well, we got the, the air quality supposed to be kind of funky again today. Yeah, I saw um, that. Although that, I don't know if you noticed when you guys were on your way in this morning, if it's, it's still kind of hazy and stuff. I think that's supposed to ease as the day goes on, and it's actually supposed to get kind of like more pleasant in the middle of the week instead of being sort of miserable hot like it is right now. Um, but no rain in the forecast, and it's starting to look like we're falling into that same pattern that we did last year when things mm-hmm. started out really wet in the spring, and then the summer just got really ridiculously dry. So what a drag for all the farmers. I mean, it's yeah, it just the way it's setting up, it's just not – I mean, that can change, but uh, Ken was talking about it this morning quite a bit that the – Right, the, yeah, I saw it. I was watching you this morning. Soil, oh, you were? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh the topsoil is already really dried out. Think of how wet we think of how much snow we had on the ground like two months ago. Oh, right? I know. <clears throat> so that's that's going to be more of a concern, I think. That's going to be something you're going to be hearing more and more about here. Well, I got to be honest. I was watching your news, but then when you came on, I turned it off. That's fair. That's fine. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> that's, no, that, that picture of the sun you guys showed, that was beautiful because it's muted by all the you know heavy air and the yeah, that the particulate is. stuff does oh. make the sunrises and the moon and all that look pretty cool. It's beautiful. It's like, well, we're being poisoned, but it looks nice. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that. Like, you know, uh, in future world, the sun, the sun, the sunrises and sunsets will yep. be all kinds of crazy colors. I guess it will. There's no question about it. I, you, you did hear that I'm a tripo now. I'm a hippie now. Did you know that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Tommy's driving a uh, 100% electric Mustang now. Ah. I just saw that on Facebook when Mr. I was, Hippie. Like, logged in an hour ago. Look at you. It's my third electric car because I, I owned the first Tesla in, in Minnesota history back in 2005, yeah. I think it was. Loved it, but it did that bricking thing, so I got rid of it. And then I got a Cadillac ELR, which was, you know, both electric and gas. And then I just couldn't. Be- Doug Sprinthal spotted this this for me. This new job over flagship Ford over in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Went over there. By the way, huge fans of yours and the morning show. So that's very very nice. Well, I guess of- I'll know where I'll try to find my next car deal. Well, and literally, it's about a 20 25 minute drive from East St. Paul. Oh, from yeah. where you are, it's probably a half hour. 
Plus, I can get fireworks while I'm over there. Ab- oh, pew, 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 I went by pew. at least 15 fireworks uh, <laughs> warehouses. Honest to God, they are mm. everywhere, which is kind of cool. But no, it's, man, that car is comfortable. It's one thing. A guy tried to, tried to blow past me on 100 this morning. Not in an electric car, pal. I blew by him so fast, he didn't even see me coming. You know, he's one of those deals he accelerated so he could beat me to the, you know, yeah. whatever. I'm trying to get on the highway. He's already on the highway, but he's being a prick by trying to get in front of me. Yep. So we showed him a little speed. You know what I'm saying. There's like Those things are... Oh, go ahead, Rudy. I was going to say, there's like great compilation videos of guys who own vehicles like that who like take their grandmothers out and put them in the passenger seat. And they're like, you ready, Grandma? And they're oh. like, yeah, for what? And then they just hit the gas. And Grandma's like, Aah! just freaking oh, yeah. out. Oh, they're great videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I would be scared. I'll tell you that. Holy Christ, those things move. But no, that's, it's really nice. We're just. And the other thing I wanted to ask you is last week I did Joe Souchere's show. Came over to your building mm-hmm. over there and did the show and yep. all the rest of it. So I want to get all four of them on this show at the same time. So I don't know how we coordinate that or whatever, but there's one, two, three. Yeah, there's four other chairs in here, so we mm-hmm. could do it. Those guys, every damn, all four of them, they were on the show at the time, could not have been nicer. It was just a, a ball to be back in the building because I loved that building from the time. I, I told the story on Joe's show. Well, the first time I walked in that building, I was 18 years old. And I said, what the hell am I doing in this building? This is way too nice for me. I still feel that way. <laughs> to this day, I walk Do around really? and someone will say hi to me and I'll be like, ah, I know I shouldn't be here. I Love like show it. them my little pass. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. Please don't kick me out. It is the best. No question about it. But yeah, it, it was really, really nice. But I, I just, I want to have them on. But it'd be kind of great if, I, I, although... They're not going to be here at 8.30 in the morning. It's not going to happen. Sorry. I was going to say, they should be here while you're here. But it's like, nope, they'll be here probably in that 9 o'clock hour, I suppose. Hey, that's fair. I I get it. I want to get it done now. But he picked, well, Rookie's been with him forever. Those guys have all been together for a long, long time. Yeah. Just really, really nice. Joe couldn't have been better. Just very gracious. It's nice to work with a company like that where everybody's really nice to you. I'm not used to it. Not used to it. The, the last time I saw Kenny in person, we were sitting over in, uh, by right the parking Kenny. by the parking garage and chatting it up for several minutes, uh, several minutes too long because my back end of my car was still in the parking garage mm-hmm. and uh, the door came down and like completely busted out my back window. Oh, what? Oh, no. So wow. bad. Kenny and I are like sitting there. He's like hanging in my window. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, I hear this thud, and like immediately, my back window just blew apart. And I looked at Kenny, and I just shook my head. I'm like, "Jesus H, I, oh my god, oh, that's terrible." <laughs> Jesus H, baby. Do you know what the worst is when something like that happens, and you have to go bring show your partner and explain to them what happened? That's the worst feeling sure. ever. Like I was, I was being an idiot, and. Now we have to pay for this. It was like this far too into the garage. Like I had just. Didn't quite clear it. Oh. That's not That's good my either. garage logic memory right now. Your garage <laughs> logic memory. It, <laughs> garage illogic. We had some great conversations, though, because he talked about in 1987 he got mad at me because I was, I was complimenting the Star Tribune on their great coverage of the World Series, and he, of course, worked at the Pioneer Press. So he got really Uh-oh. pissed off at me, and we were talking about that and laughing our asses off about... That son of a bitch Bernard over there. <laughs> it was just fantastic. But no, I was, and thank you again to Joe Sushere and everybody on that show. Just a ball. I had a great time, but I want to, I want to bring them in here. And I don't know, who, how, how do you tee that up? Who I'll, do you talk to? I'll work on it. I text with Rookie so I can oh, send This will be a disaster. They'll be coming in staggered, different days. They're yeah, exactly. on different shows. Pretty you know, it's a real Britney <laughs> production here. They've got a great sense of humor, I'll tell you that. But no, it's, it's, I, and it's not, look, I could just go work somewhere else or whatever, but the one place that I, that I thought about coming back to was Hubbard, man. And there was Dan and then Ginny and Dan came and we had a little lunch and it was decided, God, almost a year ago now, we're coming up on a year because July is when I found out they were going to fire me. So, um, 
or ask me to leave. I love that. You don't get fired. They just ask you to leave. I just remember it was a day before I had go-go. I'd stopped over at your place because I was trying to get my car seat installed by your daughter, Alex. Oh, yeah. I was terrified. Yep. yep. And uh, you were like, so, Brittany, what do you think of Hubbard? I was like, bitch, I don't know. I'm bitch. having a baby in like a <laughs> day. I remember you we were trying to talk business, and I was bitch. ended up having the baby like... 18 hours later, but I just remember you were like, tell me everything about Hubbard, and I was like, it's not going to happen right now. Why not? I was the most pregnant a human could be. I don't care about your pregnancy. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> no, it, it turned out to be a great move, no question yeah. about it. And it's, uh, I'm, uh, I've had, I had five guys come up to me over the weekend and say, hey, you heard you on Garage Logic, we're listening to your show now, and so it, it worked, man. Yeah. It was great. It's perfect. Yeah, we'll have to have him on. That'd be so fun. <clears throat> oh, yeah. We talked about everything over there. It was a great... I loved the episode. I listened oh, to it. Oh, you listened to the whole thing? Oh, yeah. It was so... It was great. I did got to get a little teared up there when you had to talk about Vince Flynn for a second. Yeah. Because Joe was a big friend of his as well. Joe was the first guy that ever interviewed him on the radio, I believe. <clears throat> I didn't know that because, uh, you know, I got to know... Well, I got to know Vince through the Nanny family and Frank and Amelia. That's how I met Vince Flynn and... I do miss that that man, I'll tell you that. Great family, but uh, Vince, did you ever get to know Vince at all? Mm-mm. No. God, what a great guy. And I, I wasn't there, unfortunately. Marty Nanny was there, but some guy apparently decided to chirp at uh, Vince a little bit. You don't want to do that to Vince Flynn. Hey, how's, how are you feeling laying on your back in the street right now, sir? You'd like to pick on Vince again, would you? <laughs> He's like, not now, maybe later. <laughs> yeah, maybe Taking later. a break. Yeah, that, uh, I guess, I wasn't there, like I said, but I guess it wasn't much of a match. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, apparently the guy just pushed him and then tried to take a swing at him, and that was not a good idea. Well, he's trained with the CIA, first of all. Right. You know, Vince Flynn used to train with, with special forces and the CIA and the FBI. I mean, he used to, well, not the FBI. He didn't like the FBI. Never mind. But, yeah, I... Uh, you better make better choices, sir. First of all, he was about 6'3", 6'4", something like that. Probably weighed about 220, so it's a pretty good start of being a gigantic human being, but I don't know why people do things like that. They just come out of a bar and they're drunk. Is that what that's all about? I mean, probably, but it's yeah. funny. you got to be careful. Like, listen, you, and even looking at, it's hard to size people up, too, like uh, in the whole, like, let's get in a fight after the bar thing. It's just, just not a good idea to do it at all, but... Particularly not Vince Flynn, apparently. I will tell you, I had a classmate when I was at St. Joseph's. When I was a kid, his first name was Bobby. I won't say his last name, but loved the family. They were great people. Bobby, at the time, was probably about five foot two, something like that. He never got very big. He was about five foot two, probably weighed about 160 pounds. And you know what he used to do? It was brilliant. He would fight someone and keep fighting them until they got really tired and then he'd beat the piss out of them. <laughs> that's what Ro- that's, that's Rocky's move, move man. Mm-hmm. That's what's that? Every Rocky move. That's Rocky's yeah, that, that's move. true. Every you're, single Rocky movie. You're right. It is. You're right. But Bobby would he he would just take punches. He'd roll around. He'd do whatever. And then as soon as the other guy got tired, man, that guy got his ass kicked every time. Pretty smart. <laughs> That's why he just worked on his cardio constantly. Working on the cardio, baby. Bobby, I miss you. Great guy. Great family, actually. The whole family of nice people. You know what I'm saying. So, such is life. Um, so, we got the longest day of the year coming up in two weeks. Yes. Was it, yeah. June, what is it June 19th? Is that when it is? Somewhere in there. Yeah, I think the 20th, yeah. right? 19th or 20th, 20th yeah. Yeah, one of the two, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, it is pretty amazing, though. When I look... And Catherine and I are watching, uh, well, last night we watched a couple of different things, but I'm looking outside, it's five after nine, and it's still light out. I'm like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Then I get up this morning, and it's light out at like five o'clock. It's amazing. A lot of sunlight in the summer here, man. I love that about Minnesota. Minnesota's weather in the summertime. I know it can get humid as hell, but great weather. Beautiful. Don't you think? Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Very hard to beat that. Indeed. Any other big stories we should know about coming your way? Well, uh, the one thing I was going to bring up, I'm not a real big tech guy, but apparently Apple's supposed to re- be releasing some new stuff later on today. And apparently they're announcing uh, uh, one of those virtual reality headset sure. things. Yeah. That it, and 
Uh, you have, have you guys heard how much they're talking about for this thing? No. How much it's supposed to cost? No. $3,000. <laughs> Apple. Shame on you. What was the Tim Oculus? Cook, baby. We have an Oculus, but I can't. I feel like it must not have been much, right? It's the Oculus o- is like. Octopus. No. Pronounce it yeah. right. Octopus. Where's yeah, the right. Octopus Oculus? Uh, it must be like 200 yeah, maybe? Yeah, I think they're 299 Yeah. Yeah, that's the high end of them, yeah. $3,000. Dumb. Three G's for for what is that? The, the, the just the goggles or headsets or whatever it is. Yeah, virtual reality thing. And since I think the, I mean, you know, Apple doesn't do things half-assed generally. They usually, when they unveil something, yeah, they must think it's pretty good. I they must think this is really good for three thousand dollars because I I mean I'd say. Two of our three cars are barely worth $3,000, let alone a freaking pair of glasses. To... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you guys ever done them before? Have you ever done the Oculus? No. Yeah, we have one. Uh, we no. play it. I mean, I played it constantly for a while. I had to do a stand-up show with a VR. Like, it was a VR room with other no people. No way. Really? I, I got sick. Oh, I bet. Yeah. My husband gets sick, too. Can't do it. I get motion sickness. I can't ride in yeah. cars. I can't Ooh. do back The only seats. thing he can do in Oculus is there's a really, like, steady golf game he can play on that one. Um, but he can't do any, like, of the – there's yeah. anything. Motion sickness. No. I hate it. Yeah. Oh, that, man, I – no, thank you. Yeah. I'm the same way, yeah. riding in the backseat of a car. Yeah. Except I can do it now, but I couldn't when I was younger. Yeah. And I don't know what, what happened. What does happen? Does anybody know? I don't know. There, there, I did read something where your brain, since it, you are moving so fast and you mm-hmm. are not in control of it, yeah. that's why you can drive a car, but to sit passenger gets you yep. sick because your brain yep. is like, we're moving at this speed that we're used to doing it, but we're not in control, and your brain has a hard time balancing itself out, and that's where the God. motion sickness comes from. Ish. I hate that. Yeah. My mother one time, I was 15 years old, went out and got hammered with my buddies, and I mean hammered, 15 years old. She goes, you know, uh, we're going up to Long Prairie to see my mother tomorrow, so you're going to be riding in the back seat. I was so sick, I thought I was going to die. Oh, my God, was I sick. Never again is all I have to say. That'll learn you. That'll learn you. All right, Mr. Reagan, you got to come in studio again one of these days. Quit your other job. Uh, listen, I'm working on it every day. <laughs> okay, we'll see you soon. <laughs> okay, bye, Chris. Thanks a lot, Chris Eggert, ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5 Eyewitness News. We'll take a break here. Got a very special guest, Joey McIntyre, coming up next. Yeah, I've got to say, I'm feeling fantastic, and I am. I'm very serious about that. As you may have heard, I've been following the Fat Loss Program at mnfatloss.com, and I've lost right now about 20, what, 26 pounds, I guess it would be, so far. I've been following the program for, uh, what, about seven weeks, I think. And I can tell you it feels great to be going into summer having lost the weight in just a few weeks' time. You'll absolutely be able to lose weight like I've done and still enjoy the foods you love this summer. I want to say something very quickly here. And right here this. I don't worry about, like, in other diets, when you go on them, you just got, got to stay after it. I got to stay after it. I got to stay after it. I have responsibilities to take people, you know, clients to dinner and things like that, which I always worried about. But on this plan, I don't worry about because even if I stay at an even weight for a few days to work that back off, it does not affect the overall outcome, which is a huge part of this for me. It really is working for me. I'm eating my favorite grilled steak and chicken along with fresh vegetables, berries, drinking lots of water. No wonder I feel great. Absolutely. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, like I've done, uh, it's about a pound of fat every day, as a matter of fact. No exercise required. To schedule your free consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. That is mnfatloss.com. Results may vary. Be sure to tell the team at MN Fat Loss that Tom Bernard sent you. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Didn't I, didn't I, didn't I see you crying? Yes, because I have to work with you. you That's go, why I'm crying. Every break. I'm working with Brittany. Every break, you just pull your chair back a little, full on weep. I do. It's all true. <clears throat> no doubt about it. Let me know when Joey's ready to go. If you would, I'd appreciate that immensely. So what do you got planned for the rest of the day, sister? Oh, my God. I'm so excited. So Beverly, is my mom, is watching the baby right now. And when she, uh, she gets up from her nap, we're going to go to uh, Shields and Dick's Sporting Goods. We've got a whole bunch of shopping to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to go do that. And uh, it'll be so fun. I love when my mom comes into town i love it i get so excited i love that we're gonna hang out after work i'm so excited 
Yeah, bring up mothers. That's, I lost mine already. <laughs> Don't worry about my feelings. Yeah, because that's what I was doing. My An mother attack, perished. Trying to hurt your feelings. Trying to weaponize my love of my mother. Perished, what are you, I say. What are you doing the rest of the day? Um, I'm doing the family podcast, and I have a lunch with uh, Michael Bryant, my attorney. And then I have to go over to... Um, I can't say where the other place I'm going, but I got to do that. Yeah, I got stuff to do all day long. And your new car is it? Is it kind of fun to be rolling around in that? Like, it does is. it make things a little more exciting right now? It's very, very comfortable, very fast, very. It's very nice. That's awesome. It really is. I mean, it's not as nice as Joey McIntyre, but you know, Obviously. pretty close. What do you think, Joey? What's the, what's the car you're talking about? It's a Mustang 100% electric Mustang. Uh, it's kind of an SUV, Joey. Oh, oh yeah. Well, it, it's the same kind, right? Is it, it, it? They've made it for a couple of years now. That model. I think so. I think you're right about that. This is. Uh, I think. I don't even know. I think. I t- you're that cool. You don't even know. Are you talking about your car? Are you like? I don't know. It's, it's a thing. I don't know. I get in. It takes me where I gotta go. You know, Joey, you just nailed me right there. Where do you live? Over there. What do you drive? Over there. Who cares? I, as long as I'm still alive, I don't care. Whatever. And we love you for it. We love you for it. Don't change. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the mini tour and new Lifetime series, July 14th, Minneapolis at the Varsity Theater. For a full list of dates, just go to joeymcintyre.com. That's joeymcintyre.com. Solo Joe, the summer tour of 2023. Uh, listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Due to demand, new shows have been added. What do you think of that action? Yeah. Well, that, that, was, that was the voiceover that I was looking for. Man. All right, good. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have him send it to you. All that matters is my Minneapolis show, honestly. I love, I love Mini for a lot of obvious reasons, but uh, we, we have great fans. New kids have amazing fans there, and, and I'm looking forward to coming up. So, so where, were you, where are you from, Joey? Uh, I'm from Boston. I'm from Boston. I knew it. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, Joey. I, Tom, Tom Bernard. Tom Bernard. I was just in Boston a short time. You know what I love about Boston? And I'm very serious about this. First of all, I love the city. It's a beautiful city anyway. Uh, got great people, all the rest of it. But uh, basically, I like it when somebody, and I'm not a small guy, I like people walking up to me going, hey, why don't you go F yourself? I love that. Yeah. It reminds me of growing up, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, um, you know, if we're insulting you, that means we like you. Yes, and that's exactly yeah. why I love it so much. And I'll close with this uh, part of it on this particular par- part of the discussion. Went up to the North End to have a little Italian food. Uh, uh-huh. In and out in about 53 minutes. There, that was good, now get out. <laughs> I just love that about, uh, about Boston. Love it. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I was actually there the other night myself. I hadn't been there in a while, and so many great restaurants, and uh, it's, it's, it's a special spot. Indeed. Joey McIntyre with his ladies and gentlemen, best known as the youngest member of New Kids on the Block. Joey McIntyre has also enjoyed success as a solo artist, starting with his debut album, Stay the Same, which was certified gold and delivered a top 10 single, penned by Joey himself. McIntyre also has uh, co-written more than a half dozen songs for the New Kids, including... Still sounds good, and the blockhead anthem, block party, uh, great, great story, Joey. You know all this stuff. Are you? Are you? A, are you? A, you're, you're a fan in, in Sheep's Clothing. That's exactly what it is. I'm a fan, and you should you, you should see me in Sheep's Clothing. I do not look good in Sheep's Clothing. I'm just here to tell you. You know what I mean? And a Mustang, and a and an all electric Mustang in my Sheep's Clothing. I look really good going down the highway. No doubt about it. No question. Um, so, how many dates do you do now? That's got to—I mean, honest to God, that's got to be very, very hard work being on a road like that, isn't it? I, I you know, it, it is. I, it is. I mean, you really got to take care of yourself. Right. Um, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, and so um, it is. It does feel like a marathon. Um, got to, got to take care of yourself. You know, you want to do your best every night, so. You got to uh, pick your spots and and make sure you're not you know uh, blowing a gasket uh, the first night of the tour. You know. No, I understand that completely. Not one of the reasons I'm glad I asked you if you were from Boston because I assumed you were. 
but uh, sold out at Carnegie Hall. Are you pulling my tit? That's my, Joey. I that's know. huge, man. It was very cool. Yeah, I, I turned the big five zero uh, at uh, December thirty first, and so I wanted to do something special and. Yeah, my fans showed up again, and it was an amazing night. We played for three hours, and it was just a phenomenal, special night, and it couldn't have gone any better. And, um, you know, I said, well, maybe I should do more of this. And uh, all this touring, and you know, it keeps me out of trouble, basically. It really does. You know, it keeps me in good shape, and, and I love to do what I do. So, you know, new kids are in great shape, and we're... Mm-hmm. You know, doing lots of great things, but this is to balance it out and, you know, do my own thing as well. Joey, it's pretty amazing, though, and I don't think people do understand how much work it takes. Joey has worked extensively as an actor in film and television, has a long history in theater. Of course, he's singing. I mean, you're doing it all. That must take a hell of a lot out of you, doesn't it? Jesus. I mean, it can. I mean, like I said, you gotta, you gotta, you can't be out gallivanting uh all, all night and uh you gotta you gotta make good choices as my 13 year old would say I mean, when I leave. <laughs> that's a good that's a good line make, make good, good choices uh yeah, you know joey you were so good in the heat with sandra bullock that was such a funny scene was that that one feel like you were stretching or did it feel very natural because it just seemed like everybody was just playing themselves right. at that moment a little bit a little <laughs> bit you know i i just i, I just did uh, bill burr's uh podcast and he's he's a boston guy and we were in that movie together and you know that is a class I, I so it feels like a modern day classic to me and, totally and what i remember about that famous dinner scene is like you know you had like you know, improv ninjas at the table. They were coming up with stuff. I mean, Sandra Bullock was trying not to laugh. She was, like, pinching her hand underneath the the table just to not laugh because we were, like, slicing and dicing her. But what I was thinking is, like, how do I get in here? You know, I took my thoughts, but, you know, in my mind, Jane Curtin is in this. Oh, I love her. I said, if Jane Curtin isn't trying to get in, like, I don't need to get in. Like, it'll happen when it needs to happen. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, uh, it was such a fun movie to do, and, and, and that took place in Boston, too, so it was, it was a lot of fun. Joey, eight minutes is not enough. Next time you should double book. We'll have you for 16 <laughs> minutes. I Sounds good. Joey, you're a good man. Can't wait to have you in town. July 14th, Minneapolis at the Varsity Theater. You're going to love it right there on the campus. You're going to have a great time, Joey. Thank you so much for your time this morning, sir. Thanks for having me, guys. Joey McIntyre, ladies and gentlemen, coming to town on July 14th. What a nice guy. It's uh, He's so funny in the heat. They kept going, are you a knock? You know, they're all from oh, yeah, Boston right, around right. this table. Are you, you a, a knock? knock? You it a was knock? so funny, and he just kills it. And he's right. You don't really think about it. He's It's got to be intimidating. There are so many improv people but I think he just really shines. He just sits back and he says some you know, good lines and you don't think about it as individual. It yeah. seems like just a group performance. Mm-hmm. So. I've been working for him now for about a year and a half. I've been That's doing stuff for him. I did uh, all of his promo videos. Oh, okay. That's and, awesome. Uh, the last time new kids came to town, he got my sister and my sister-in-law and one of their friends backstage passes, let him come back, hang out. I he's bet just, they had a blast. Ah, he's the sweetest guy on the you planet. Should- Change the structure of that sentence, by the way. What, backstage pass? Last time he was here, he got my sister, and the next word is always pregnant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Also. Also, please. Yeah. Thank, oh my God, yes. that would be amazing if Joey McIntyre oh, got my sister pregnant. Right. That baby would just be called, no matter boy or girl, Joey yes. McIntyre Jr. right yes. there. The really That's nice. your... Best day of all of our lives yes. if that happened. We all clapped. We were in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Josephine is Joey. That's close enough. We have a, a Josie next door. Josie, yeah. yep. That's another one. No, he was terrific. Very, very entertaining guy. So you spent a lot of time talking to him? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. With him, I yeah. would imagine yeah. so. Yeah, nice guy. Super nice guy. Seems like he's a really, really good guy. So he's, come to town. He's one of the few celebrities that I work with that when I gave him the bill, he paid me almost double out of the kindness of his heart. Well, that does happen to some people. It, it, Not many. You know how many times I have to deal with multimillionaires? I have to nitpick oh, yeah. over. Yeah. Did it really take you two hours to be? Yes. It actually it took me seven hours. I just but I'm only charging you for two. two. Yeah. yeah. But he was like, "What's the cost?" And I'm like, "Here's the bill." And he's like, "Here, take double." I was like, "Joe, you ain't got to do that." He's like, "Ah, whatever. Don't worry about it. You, you help me out all the time. I do. You do free mm-hmm. stuff. It just is, take it." Yeah. It is funny though. Like even you saying the name Joey. 
when an adult goes by Joey. Joey, yeah. It's, Joey. I, like, it's, it's odd. I'm not going to lie. Like, Joey. even you go, yeah, then I said to Joey, I'm like, oh, wait, the adult man? Yeah. Okay. There's All like right. Jimmy and Billy, like dudes named uh, Billy that are in their 40s. Like, well, what it's is... Tommy. And at my age, it's still Tommy to sure. a lot of people. Tommy, yeah. Hey, Tommy, how you doing? That's so funny. I feel like I call you Thomas more than I call you anything. You Thomas. know who the number one was with the Tommy was Philip Wise. Oh, yeah. Tommy, yep. Tommy, 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 Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I hear that. As soon as you say Tommy, I can hear Phil say Phillip. that. I miss Philip. I love Philip. Oh, I love Philip. That's a good guy. I know. I loved him. <sighs> How's he doing? Somebody I- told me he's moving. I've heard that for a while. He called me, it must, it must have been about a year ago or so, mm-hmm. in Out of the Blue, and he's just he's just so lovely. I I hear I heard Great he was going to go to Omaha and then I heard he was going to go somewhere warm, Vegas. Why did I hear does he have family that lives in Vegas or something? Uh his sister I believe lives in Vegas. Yeah. yeah so I Absolutely. I've, you know, uh, I think Gelfan still gets lunch with him here and there. We should ask him on Thursday. Ask him to tell you the story about playing in his first I I believe it was a high school uh tournament game in Nebraska in Fremont, Nebraska. Ask him to tell you a story sometime because he and a teammate, both black men in America today, are walking along in Fremont, Nebraska. Not a huge uh, minority population in Fremont, Nebraska. Can't imagine. At least back then. Yeah. And he's walking along with his teammate, who was, by the way, like an offensive lineman, so he was a gigantic man. Mm -hmm. And they hear this little chirpy voice. Like, hey, mom, 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 mom. He keeps going right like that, right? Mom comes out of the house and the boy's going, Mom, 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 Mom. Look, Mom, big ends. Oh Only he God. didn't say big ends. Jesus. And so <laughs> Philip walks over and goes, How you doing, young man? Uh, and the kid was like four years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know that that household's saying that a lot, yeah, if that well, kid's casually a, saying that. That's what I'm thinking. That probably. is... Absolutely horrendous. I mean, that's you're you're saying that in the household constantly. If that's what you're throwing out there, because the little kid didn't know it was a bad thing. No, sure. he had no clue it was a bad thing. So I think you're right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Comedian David Cross has a great bit about how oh, yeah. hate is taught from parents to children. He yeah. goes, "It's not like a baby's first words are the Jews have all the money." Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it just it doesn't happen that way. You know. How about Michael Jackson? The Jews do it on purpose. <laughs> Like, what? Is that what he said? That's what he said. What? Oh, you can find it. You I, can find that. I've never seen that. Wow. The Jews do it on purpose. It's like, what <laughs> the actual hell are you... I mean, I don't know why anyone would take him seriously. The man well, who's yes. got his finger on the pulse of what happens in America. That you man, are correct. That man, that man never lived in the actual U.S. of A. Um, and he kind of whispers it in a way. Yeah, it's bad. Know. There's it's so funny because they added it to a bunch of random like EDM yes. songs, yeah, they did. and they like yeah. remixed it and all this stuff because it was just the <laughs> weirdest. It's like when Kanye said that thing, uh, like, like George Bush hates black, black people, people yeah. and Mike Myers was there and was like, "Oh, ah, that's right." Ah. <laughs> George Bush hates black people. Oh, I remember that. That was, that was on SNL. Or it was like a um, they were raising money for yeah. was it Katrina? Katrina, yeah, yeah. What was his deal now? What is his deal now? Because he's been anti-Semitic as hell lately. Oh, my God. Mo- like, yeah. What's that all about? What happened Kanye there? Kanye is mentally he's nuts. ill. I mean, yeah. he is not doing well. And he's, I, if you saw some of the outfits he's been wearing, around, really? it's so funny. He was the other day walking around, and he had these shoulder pads. And you're thinking shoulder pads are like little shoulder pads you wear on your shoulder. No, it looked like he had a full-on football shoulders underneath like it was like one of those weird motorcycle jackets that has those like built-in looking muscles it looked crazy and then him and his girlfriend were walking around in those non-slip socks you get at the hospital oh yeah yeah this is on a road they're walking crossing (laughs) a street i was like this is unhinged on a level that i appreciate i would have to agree with you on that one oh he's the worst he's just been saying crazy crap yeah i know what so he lost hundreds of millions of dollars or something somehow. And oh, yeah. Adidas dropped him. They just brought back the Yeezys. Oh, did they? They just brought them back. Like last week, I saw that Adidas is going to start selling them again. And yeah. I don't think that you were for a while doing close collaborations with them. And I don't oh, think yeah. they're doing that anymore ever. Mm-hmm. Because the Jews do it on purpose. Because of, he was saying <laughs> all these anti-Semitic things. I know Wild. he was. Like, what? And also, like. 
talking about how slavery never happened, and I mean, it was crazy. He it said was, slavery never happened. He was something along those lines where he. It, it was Holocaust denier too, wasn't oh, he? Oh, really? Did he say some stuff about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. It was so bad. It was also like, what you are, and then that was, con or Kim and him had been kind of separated. Anyways, he lived on their Colorado or Wyoming ranch okay, right. for, I think, a couple years. And at that point, she kept coming out with these statements, being like, "We're working on stuff. I don't know why he's saying this." And then he started talking about. Um, this came out first. He was talking about how the kids were accidents or this or that, you know, talking bad oh, about the kids. Don't do that. And then the anti-Semitic stuff come out, and at some point she's like, yeah, we're, we've been done. I can't do with this. And it's actually really painful to watch her trying to not talk shit about him. She really doesn't want to talk shit about him because, you know, mm -hmm, her kids are going to see it. Yeah. Well, her kids would eventually see right. it. And you know, though that's her, that's their dad. And you watch that, and you go, you, 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 she's fighting everything to just not say he's crazy. I love the fact that a Kardashian is the good guy in this story. I know the worst people on earth. I know it's money wild. grubbing pigs that they are. Yeah. I don't know all of them. You could keep all of them, right? Yeah, I don't think they're living in our world. But this is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show, streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.